This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Jersey. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, we're talking Cardi B, wap, 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 and how we really feel about that P word. Uh, pussy or patriarchy? <laughs> <laughs> Both. Plus, we invite some clever friends on board to give some opposing views, additional wisdom, and valuable insights. So stay tuned, because it's going to get wet and gushy. <laughs> That's so gross, man. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> so, uh, a super um, full episode today. Very topical, very sexy, and more than enough to make this here prude very uncomfortable. Yeah, listeners, please let this serve as a warning to those of you who are sensitive or would be considered sensitive listeners. While we normally have zero qualms about our language on this show, we're really getting balls deep. <laughs> Wait, uh, let me rephrase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of mention of the P word. Pussy. <laughs> that one, yes, and other such language. Guys, if you scare easily, this is your out. Uh, we won't take it personally, but we have to talk about this shit before my head explodes, Charlene. <laughs> Guys, let me just fill you in real quick on Sam's obsession about this topic. Mm. Um, ever since the song was released, she's been hammering on me about, we have these discussions all the time just because we, we check each other and that's why we're friends. But that's also why we put out this content. When either of us feel strongly about something or we have an opinion or something shows up on our radio, we check with each other this cardi b song being one of those things yes and so and now, yeah <laughs> it was a yeah, big been, it was a big one <laughs> we've been talking regularly about our opinions and different viewpoints and trying to play devil at devil's advocate on um where we stand and what our feelings are and how that plays into our parenting roles, how we feel as women in our personal capacity. And so that's basically where Sam's coming from with her obsession, if I can call it that. Yeah, they've been, been like six-minute voice notes and reams and reams and reams of WhatsApps. And what it's come down to with Charlene is let's all laugh at how white bread Sam actually is, right? <laughs> And the irony is, I really want to just blame my hormones here, guys, because I've spent the better part of my third trimester obsessing about this song, and I don't listen to hip-hop music or rap. <laughs> I don't, it's not my genre. <laughs> so, in short, I guess that's, that's, you know, when it comes to how I am or like an update of how I've been. I've been inundating my brain with just articles upon articles of, of what this song means to to people and to women who love it and why people don't like it and trying to identify why I don't jam with it really. And I mean, I, I give birth in less than five weeks and I'm spending 
all of my time initiating conversations with women around me trying to figure out if they like why they like it or why they don't like it and I mean it's a Cardi B song featuring Megan Stallion or Megan Stallion <laughs> yeah, but, yeah um, let's not forget let's not forget but yeah so it's, uh, normally a song would be a blip on my radar and that's why I'm just like maybe this is my pregnancy hormone speaking because I cannot stop thinking about the song anyway how have you been Charlene <laughs> <laughs> look I've I've also having engaged in these discussions with you about the song and reading the news articles and just checking out social media and what's been going on um surrounding the song I've also found it I've I've probably not obsessed about it I've found it more interesting if I can put it that way I think also because I'm not a hardcore I don't consider myself a hardcore feminist maybe because I'm not an intellectual so I maybe I don't know if I were to think about it I think I'm too dumb to be a feminist <laughs> I don't think I have the intellect in my personal opinion to be able to hold my own in a conversation about feminism and these strong issues also, I realized that stuff like this is going to happen in the world. Um, there's going to be offensive language in hip-hop songs. There's going to be things like this that happen, um, explicit language, stuff that I wouldn't necessarily want my children to be exposed to. <laughs> um, but it's, I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, we have sex with their parents. Otherwise, how were they born? There's going to come a point when these topics are going to have to be discussed and I don't know. I'm hoping that it's it's later rather than sooner. But I guess if I had to say, then I guess I've almost been as hormonal as you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> almost, but not quite. Look, I got to point out, like this baby that's in me didn't come via immaculate conception. <laughs> I um I understand, and you mentioned feminism, Charlene, but that's that's what's got me. That's what's really confused mm. me here, is that. It's feminists who are loving the song. And I'm just like, oh, my God, am I like a, a right-wing conservative, like Republican? Should I just go to the States and, like, wave my Trump flag now? Should I give up? <laughs> because that's like the conservative. The conservative Sam is really just rearing her ugly head here. Now, I hear you. And I mean, even when we have our discussions on, like, our, our sex episodes or episodes that pertain to to sex um, on our maintenance night episodes. I, uh, I'm i not easily offended, but uh, even though you possibly would be considered a little bit more <laughs> I have of a, a nervous prude. giggle every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a prude more than what I would consider myself to be. It's the issue here, I suppose, what we're trying to understand is not necessarily the profanity, the language, the, the explicit nature of the song. I also have to say, I, I don't think that I'm the target market for this music. Exactly. So yeah. I, I probably, as a result, well, more than likely, don't, I just don't get it because I, <laughs> I don't listen to hip hop music and I, I never have. And that's probably the reason why. Yeah. 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 So t for those that do get it, I really want to, I want to explore like why, why is this so important? Because the song yes. is important for so many women, especially. So, Let's do this then. I've got this. I've got this scratch that I, or this itch that I need to scratch, and I really need to unpack my misgivings, insecurities, queries, concerns, all of the above. Um, about a little song called "Fuck It Up." I can't do it. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me help you out there. Repeat after me. Mm -hmm. Wait. Wait. As. 
as pussy. <laughs> Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. I said certified free seven days a week. Wet ass pussy, make that pull out game weak. Real. Yeah, you fucking with some wet ass pussy. Okay, before we get sued. Um. It's so funny. The more I listen to it, actually, the more I, I really enjoy the beat. <laughs> it's, listen, it's it's pretty catchy. It's, catchy. it's a catchy yeah. song. I mean, even me, even me, Charlene. Jokes aside, um, I, I the I'm not gonna, you know, it's on my playlist now. But I'm not gonna leave it on my playlist. It's not. <laughs> it's not my type of music that I listen to. But. Yeah, it's catchy. I can see why people like it. And um, look, in terms of me being able to say the word pussy, like I can and I do and I joke around it a lot as well. Uh, and listeners, long-time listeners will know how I feel about sexual emancipation and expression. Talking about our Maintenance Night episodes, this is why at least once a year we are insistent about it because we know especially postpartum for moms – it's not that easy to get into the mood. It's not that easy to make sure that you have a jamming sex life. And we want to share that with, with other moms as a parenting podcast. Um, and I think and I believe sex is incredibly important. I do hate that growing up um, it was, you know, villainized as this cardinal sin mm. <laughs> in my sphere. That said, still... Um, even though I feel this way about sexual emancipation, my initial reaction to the song is a direct reflection of what a prude I am and how conservative I actually am. And look, mm. I'm not going to apologize for being conservative. That's me. I don't, uh, this is a no judges podcast. For those who aren't as conservative, you're not as conservative as what I am, Charlene. You, we're very different in the way we we view sex and talk about it mm. and that and stuff that makes me uncomfortable doesn't make you uncomfortable. So I really, but I really want to get into why the song is so important. Mm. So it was released early last month, um, 7th of August and how it came on my radar is hilarious. I had to Google what um, WAP meant because in my sphere, it's, what is it? Wireless action protocol. <laughs> it's an IT term. <laughs> Then when I looked it up and I was like, I know it's a Cardi B song. Let me see what the big fuss is. And as I delved a, delved a bit further, it had me clutching at my fragile pearls. <laughs> <laughs> oh and I don't gosh. think I'm alone. I don't think I'm alone. I think as many women as I've come across that, that love it, there's others are like, oh, no, it's disgusting, you know, feminine. And you read a lot about how people say feminism has gone back like 60 years or whatever. 
And I'm here to explore that. I want to I wanna know. So what were your first impressions on hearing about the song? I guess the first thing I thought was, I mean, it starts with that intro, there's some whores in this house, which that didn't even bug me. It's what what I've come to expect from um, hip-hop artists. You know, it's the kind of lingo that is used. It's a form of expression. So once I listened through the whole song, I guess my overbearing reaction was, wow, that's um, that's, (laughs) some... honest uh word choices there and um, even the censored version which be 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 throughout the song but then what's not censored is wet and gushy which is quite explicit as well if you think about it yeah it yeah, applying yeah. to your vagina like you know what that means and mm. i mean we all do if you have a vagina you know what that means especially yeah. um so it's it is it's explicit it's there's a shock factor to it yeah. And I think also, uh, it, yeah, that's it. It's like, sure, this is quite a, this is <laughs> quite a, a song. And I, it didn't offend me. Uh, I can honestly say I didn't, I didn't feel any kind of strong feelings about it at all. And I think that's also uh, why I say that I'm not a, I can't, I can't consider myself a feminist because I, I think that, we all, well, from my perspective, language-wise, if that's if I had to say in the song, I use that language. I use that language. Uh, sorry, mom and dad, family members, if you're listening, <laughs> I use that language in the, from time to time. I've used it in the bedroom. I've used it when sexting. I um, I'm very verbal uh, when I express what I like and dislike in the bedroom. So, I think what's shocking about it is that she's just saying the things that I think most people do and like. <laughs> so and is I think, it a, ooh, you can't say that. Is it, is it that? Or, uh, I, I think it depends on the person listening because somebody who, who feels that way, like, no, we don't use that language or we don't talk like that or we don't do stuff like that or we do stuff like that and we pretend we don't, it depends on your viewpoint or the way you feel about uh, sex, your body, how comfortable you are. This is just my opinion. I, I don't know. Um, there are, there were lyrics in there that if I had to really be very critical of them, that probably bother me from an aspect of from what we are, su- what we are suggesting yeah. is okay as far as um, uh, sexual interactions are okay, like uh, or, or like cliches or stigmas that get attached to 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 uh, being sexual. Mm. You know, like uh, you got to be rich if you I, you got to be rich. And I put out. I don't do. I'm not a, a, a froki that you can keep around for uh, housework and that kind of thing. But if you've got money, then I'll put out kind of thing. And then I suppose if you had to whittle it right down, calling women whores is, I mean, it's derogatory. But, but and, then and I And it's always take- been for years and years and years and years we've been saying, like, Ray, the very, one of the very first times Ray was ever in the principal's office, now I'm outing my poor husband, but he was a little boy and he called a girl a slut. And there was a huge, like, uproar, you know, mm. mom got called in and everything like that and... That, so, in my mind as parents, like, 
surely that's also what we're trying to avoid here. And in owning those words as women and as female artists, so are, I don't know. I don't know where we stand, but that's also why we we have some other people coming on board who mm. are better equipped to deal with this shiz. This type of thing. You know what I also <laughs> just want to add is I think my overwhelming feeling when listening to the song was like we always – I think we've discussed this before in our Maintenance Night episode as well, that it's hard to marry the – for me, it's hard to marry the Charlene uh, comfortable in her sexuality individual – adult Mm -hmm. with Charlene the mom and then when I hear the lyrics like how she talks about taking it in her mouth and how deep it must go down and that kind of thing um I mean it doesn't shock me have I had a dick in my mouth yes sorry mom and dad don't listen to this episode (laughs) so it is these are things that happen if you have sex I assume adult no like most adult women can't say that you don't do those things, that you don't know what a wet-ass pussy is or feels like, that you don't engage in sex in and yes. in, in the actions around it. So, so yeah. I think it's marrying, for me, the parent me with the, with the adult sexual person that I am because the very next thought that pops into my mind is oh my god I hope my children don't listen to this or see this or how how am I going to explain this to my kids when they have questions or they see these things and I mean I'm raising a girl so I've got to think about is it okay if someone calls her vagina a pussy and in what context and then on the flip side of the coin if my boy talks to his girlfriend and say says to her Give me that weird ass pussy, you know. <laughs> I gotta exactly. Gotta so it's. I think it's the parent me that battles to ex- be more open and accepting. But the 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 adult Charlene me, I'm just like, ah, it's very <laughs> being part creative. Of the course, yeah, it's a form of expression. You know, it is what it is. Well, so this is exactly like where I'm at. Like I come from a from a place where I've been saying, should I, I should really stop calling people bitch like that. It's really not <laughs> cool of me. Or oh, don't be such a pussy, Sam. <laughs> I say that all the time, like in jest to people and to my siblings and to my friends. Like if they're being a pussy about something, then I say, like, stop being that. Um, and I'm just like, shit. I'm checking myself because I'm like, is it okay to use those words is or am I being derogatory to my sex? Am I being to my gender? Yeah. So but okay, look, here's my caveat and why I consider myself fully ill-equipped <laughs> to <laughs> to actually have any say about the quality of the song or um where it stands as an art or whatnot. So I, I really do get that it's not for me. My taste in music is preteen white girl. Um, my friends make fun of me all the time. I'm really bad. I listen to podcasts. I'm a I'm a huge dork. If I do have any hip hop music on my playlist, I um it's it's on my running playlist and it's like stuff I find funny, which is also hypocritical of me and I'll I'll get into that. But like when I say white girl, preteen white girl, think matchbox twenty. I'm not crazy, mm. I'm just a little unwell, you know. <laughs> Vanessa Carlton. Um, yeah. Michelle Branch, you know, like not that I like, I'm a diehard fan of, of these. Um, music to me is, you know, some people that live for music and it's like their saving grace. It's mm. not 
that's not me. Like I live for conversation, which is why I love podcasts so much. So another another funny thing, and this is like my friends will attest to that. They'll be like, Sam, why are you even doing a podcast on this shit? Like for most of university, I thought that the black eyed peas were singing, tonight's the night, let's get it right. You know, tonight's the night. <laughs> Let's get it right. <laughs> Those aren't the words. And they always remind me. The words are, let's live it up. Like, I get that. Oh, and my God. I'm a, I'm a dog. So, you know the show New Girl? Yes, I love New Girl. So, like, my friends and I, like, really relate to Jason. I really related to her when she's, like, her first, in one episode she says her first sexual feelings were for teenage Simba. I, like, recently I, get watched it. <laughs> I recently watched it. I found it so hilarious when she said that. <laughs> that's, that's me. Like, she and I could be besties, you know. We, oh, my God. That, that's, who, that's who I am. I, I can't, like, I can't deny the dork in me. So, I am. I'm a dork through and through. I know this. And... So am I into the song? No, but it's that's not to say that I'm president of, of everything. You know what I mean? So like what what music do you like, Charlene? Because I've I've outed myself as like a a T Swifty <laughs> fan. <laughs> I'm I'm honestly useless. When I was a, when I was like trying to be to be a cool kid at varsity, I would ask my sister who was probably twelve at the time, like what's cool nowadays (laughs) i still actually ask my sister all the time like what's is this what people doing this yeah yeah so what music do you like like what's your idea you've given me your ideas actually of a sexy song so i'm gonna play them but you tell tell the listeners what's your what's your jam well, I guess I, I, I mean, I'm also, I wouldn't call myself the coolest person in the room when it comes to music. I have a very broad like uh, or, or repertoire of what I like as far as music is concerned. I really like a lot of country music. I like a lot of the mainstream stuff that's currently at the top of the charts on the radio. Um, I don't listen to to hip-hop i well here's one but here's one of your sexy songs (laughs) yes getting you in the mood (laughs) rich is coming for you tonight (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna see it It's more, it's the beats that I like. I find the beats sexy. Like, it's not I find like you're a sexy. hardcore fitty, fitty cent fan. No, I quite like a lot of his stuff, actually. <laughs> um, but I, we, I, I'm exposed to hip-hop around the house because Rhett is a die-hard, hardcore hip-hop. He likes, I don't know what, where he came from. But, like, <laughs> he used to drive. His first car was like a... A little matchbox BM. I I don't know if anybody is familiar, but they um, he drove a three to five IS, and I think I think it's called Kushesh in the in the in the uh, townships. They call it Kushesh or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the name that they've given these cars, and he had like a souped up. Uh, one of those, that was his first car and he used to like drive with a mush sound system in it as a youngster and he used to just love listening to hip-hop music. He still loves it. He plays it around the house oftentimes if I'm watching programs. So 
in that way, that's the only time I'm ever really exposed to hip hop music. And he actually introduced me to the song and I, it's one of his favorites. And I, the first time I heard it, I said to him, what a sexy song. I love the beat. And then what I really like about a lot of uh, hip hop music videos is they always have these gorgeous, sexy women dancing and gyrating <laughs> in these videos <laughs> and i always look at it like oh my god i wish i could move like that i, I wish i had I a want body that like body that. yeah 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 i look at it and i'm like i find it so sensual and sexy well so- yes it's like i after you mentioned it i listened to um queen bay beyonce's mm. partition and i watched the music video oh, oh it's so sexy god. her flipping body and that outfit and that doesn't offend me. That doesn't offend me. And it didn't really, it wasn't a huge blip on my radar either. You but know? in the one line she says, uh, I want to fuck or you want to fuck or do you want to fuck or something like that. I mean, it's bleeped out a little. So I read an article about why it's more acceptable for Beyonce to say it. And it is so conservative that I want to die inside. It's, it's that sh- it's acceptable to society and didn't really make as big of a splash as WAP is because she was married at the time with a child and it's it makes it more okay. Mm. So I did read that, yeah. That I, I find it fascinating and so interesting and I really want to get get stuck into it. I just want to point out though that your sexy songs are far more on point for a 30 something old <laughs> woman than than my sexy song. You want to hear it? Let's hear it. <laughs> okay, hold fast. I'm trying to find it, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, here we go. <laughs> it's that it's that man gently laying you down, making love to you all night long, Charlene. <laughs> oh my god, I'm laughing like a drain. Sorry for my hideous laughter, listeners, but this is so entertaining. <laughs> that was probably my idea of a sexy song when I was like 14. <laughs> well, that, that's probably the last time I had any clue what music was at in, in the real world. So naturally... I'm not equipped to deal with the likes of Web Charlene. We, I'm admitting it. I'm putting myself out there. But we have called in some folks who are. Guys, I'm so excited to bring not one but two incredible minds on board today's TGE episode. First up, we've got Shana Fife, a writer, blogger, and female rights enthusiast, who lives in the heart of the Cape Flats. Shana's work, especially her writing, revolves around the negative experiences she has had and witnessed in abusive relationships, the challenges and joys of being a young single mother, and finding a way to tackle her mental health pitfalls, all while upholding the facade of being a fully functional human. (laughs) Shana is now married with three children and is an absolute force when it comes to empowering women of all demographics. Also joining us on the podium is Karis Topkin, an intuitive healer, clairvoyant, and intimacy coach whose work focuses on honoring the ancient feminine path 
of wholeness, discovery, and heart-centered living. This incredibly sensual mom of two is deeply passionate about serving women and helping them to reclaim their pleasure and heal their traumas, allowing them to follow a heart-led life path that feels good and meaningful. To put it bluntly, when it comes to sex and femininity, Karis knows what's up. Well, I would say both our guests do, to be honest, which is why it is such an incredible privilege to have them on the show. Welcome, ladies. Welcome, ladies. Thank, Thank you, Sean. And uh, Guys. Thank you so much. Shana. I have to take it down a notch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too excited. <laughs> Even us, we're so excited. And I think there's going to be quite a lot of lines crossed today because it's a four-way conversation via via video via call, Zoom, listeners. Yeah. So if we talk over each other, just 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 hang with us, bear with us. The message will come across. <laughs> so so Shana, Karis, three words. Wet as yes. pussy is what brings <laughs> us here today. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'd say that this rounds out the trifecta of big news items for 2020, coronavirus, <laughs> Tiger yeah. King, and Cardi B slash Megan the Stallion. <laughs> Better to have a wet ass pussy than a dry ass pussy. So let's I fully on. agree. I, I know. A dry cook is not like it. So guys, Charlene and I were chatting a bit before about our first impressions of the song. What an absolute like uh, prude I am and cluster cook. So, Charlene, I don't know if you want to recap briefly. Yeah, well, I, I suppose the short and long of the story is that Sam um, is uh, probably have been obsessing about this song and the content um, way more than what I have. I'm not as offended by it, if I can use that terminology. Um, I also realized, though, that I, it's not really, it's not for me. It's not the kind of music I listen to or probably will ever appeal to me. So I'm very much on the periphery. Um, but Sam is, and I don't consider myself a, a vehement feminist. So mm -hmm. it's not the language or the context or the sexually suggestive nature of the song that is even offensive or, or makes Sam feel uncomfortable. And it also doesn't make me feel uncomfortable i think where where sam's at like a crossroad in terms of the the content is uh i also battle with marrying the mom charlene with the sexual mm -hmm. being charlene and i think that's where there's a disconnect for me and then for sam being this strong feminist and talking about um just like the words we use to talk about women and in the current climate of the gender-based violence, if we talk about whores and sluts and, and naming body parts like your vagina, a pussy, is it derogatory? What are we saying to our children when we use this terminology? So that's kind of where the like, conversation what's okay starts. Now? <laughs> yeah, what is yeah. okay? Where do we draw the line? Is it, is it, is it okay if I call my pussy a pussy, but if you call me a pussy or you talk about my pussy, then it's offensive, you know, like where, and does it depend on what the individual is comfortable with? So that's kind of mm. the conversations we've been having around the, this topic. So I'm keen to hear, what were your guys' first impressions? Shane, I don't know. I'll, I'll start with you. What was, what was your cool. first impression when you heard the song? So I do want to preface everything I'm about to say with the fact that there is the there is the idea that because I speak about my own vagina quite a bit, it's my brand at this point. And <laughs> I I like 
sexually explicit things, and I'm putting that in invert, inverted commas because I mean everybody has their own idea of explicit, right? Mm. Or that I, um, or there was the idea that I would like wet immediately because it was sexually um, explicit, or like some people call it vulgar, which again yes. is a larger conversation. But I will be honest: the first time I saw the video and heard the the, the version, the, the uncensored version. It took me a second. I, 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 I like to, to explain to people that we are all multifaceted, and I'm by no means an expert in psychology or any of those things. I'm not just a person who's loving, you know, and I can only speak from the things that, that, that pop into my head. And when I looked at it, my Surya Rose, my, which is my, my, my five-year-old, six-year-old daughter, was in the room. When it started playing, it was just one of those things that came up on my Facebook feed. I, I wasn't keeping track of Cardi or Megan or any of those things. <laughs> and the, my first reaction was, no, <laughs> mute. So yeah, you need just go inside, please, you know, because I don't know what I'm getting into. So immediately I realized that there was a little bit of a feeling of shame when I, when I watched it. And I had to, and then when I had my, my own space, my husband and I sat down and watched it together. And my first impression was, wow, that's a lot. It was by no means, it was by no means new because I feel like there have been female artists, particularly in the rap game, mm. that have said similar things years ago when I think it would have been a bit more upsetting for people. Missy Elliott, for example, or even men saying explicit things, but I mean, they've been way more accepted than us talking about our own bodies. Mm. Um, and so the first watch, I was like, I'll wait this. <laughs> I need to think about it. And I chewed it over. I know, I, I'm sorry, I'm very long. You can stop me if I'm going on and on. No, but go I, for it. Then the second viewing, because now I have to sit down and I, and I have to think, okay, wait, let me clear my mind. Let me watch it again. And it wasn't as offensive the second time. There is that, that initial shock wow yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you know <laughs> and i my first reaction was as a mother as a christian which is also a broad thing to say like mm-hmm. christian people have their own um, uh, idea of what Use, christianity yes. is you know but right now as it stands i'm actually i i like the song i think it's catchy but lyrics wise specifically would i call it liberating or, or all those those buzzwords that are going around I think that depends on what empowers the individual. Mm. Because for me, getting naked or gyrating <laughs> or, or any of the twerking is not liberating. I'll have a panic attack. <laughs> 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 Please don't ask me to do any of those things. But for the woman who, who watches that and is like, yeah, this is my vibe, then yes, of course it's empowering. So I, I do think we can have a large conversation. I have loads of thoughts. Oh, I love this. I love this. Karis, what about you? We've we've discussed it, but I really want you to share with, with Shana and our audience. And you're an incredibly sensual woman, but never vulgar. You know, or or that definition of vulgar that's been lab that WAP's been labeled with. You know what I mean? I, I've been called vulgar many times. So like let me just surprising. Say that's really surprising. See, that surprises me as well because I look at your feed and the and the stuff you put out and I'm just like, oh, this woman is so sexy. She's so sexy. Yeah. i yes, I find you incredibly sexy. I wish I could carry myself the way you do. For and sure, yeah. I mean, you're sexy and sensual without even trying. It's like just it's it's, it's what you exude, which is beautiful. 
Honestly, just to hear that, I fully receive that, that I, it's taken me so much work to get to the point of just being there because I've always been someone that's like hidden away and like not embraced this aspect of myself. And, you know, when you become a mother, there's a part of you that almost like you feel like that sensual, sexy part of you has to die and you have to become this good wife, the good mother, this good, like the good Christian woman, just the good everything. And then there's always this divide between like the saint and the sinner. Like you are the librarian or you're the stripper behind closed doors. And it took me so much work mentally just to embrace the fact that I'm not one or the other. I'm both. Yes. And just to like be able to fluidly access both parts. Like I can still be a mother and be a like a sensual woman. I can still be a sensual woman and be intelligent. I can still ask, um, access that like sexual prowess, but still be professional in my business. And, you know, it just, it takes, I just, I, I, I fully receive that. But the first time I was watching WAP, I was with my one-year-old and uh, my partner. And so like my youngest was sleeping. I, I mean, my oldest one was sleeping. He's five now, but so I was like, cool. The young one doesn't understand what's going on. He just sees the tigers and he was like, rawr, rawr, just roaring. <laughs> and I stood there with my mouth open and like Nick was like, he was like, uh, what do you think? I was like, I have to show everyone. So <laughs> I'd run Scaris to my mother and my father who's sitting in the TV room. And like, mind you, my father, he comes from a farm. He's very conservative he's in the NKKR he's like yeah my mom how did that go down (laughs) (laughs) so I'm like okay guys you have to watch this because this is so good like let's all just like stand and say because for me like when I see someone who is so in the like aspect of themselves and holds no shame and Mm. is fully expressing themselves I don't get what you're singing about or what you're doing I'm just I'm there for it I'm celebrating what you're doing and for me, that was like, yeah, like, yeah, it is controversial. Like, mm. you, you, you can't get it wrong about that. But she knew what she was doing when she published those lyrics. She's like, you know what? If I sing about being like the good girl and if I sing about this, then it's not like she knows how publicity works mm. and how people are going to react. So if the more controversial it is, the more like shocking it is, the more the bigger the, the bigger response she's going to get. And so uh, my dad was like, um, he just got up and he put his glasses <laughs> on. And then he looked at me and my mother was like, Alkan, what don't you? And then he just he didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. He didn't say anything for like half an hour. And he went to whiskey and he came back into the room. And then, this is what people watch these days. And I was like, yeah, 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 pretty much. <laughs> I've got to say though. So, 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 let's talk about let's talk about what's problematic for people in the song. I'm not going to say what's problematic because I don't want to define the song. I don't want to. I don't want to critique it. I don't want to. I don't actually want to pick the song apart. You're absolutely right. Every word Karis is in that song is intentional. Um, and for for some women, as you mentioned, Shana, for some women it has meaning. Um. And for other women, like it, it, it doesn't. For some women, it, it's empowering, and for some women, it isn't. But yeah. so what I, 
what what really made me question my reaction is that it was the same reaction as a lot of right-wing conservative Republicans in the States. Mm. And I was just like, ooh, do I want to... Yeah, you know, I don't want to be one of those people. Of those like, people. I don't want... <laughs> So let's let's talk about what has what has them so incredibly shook. The song opens with there's some whores in this house, there's some whores in this house. All right. The obvious yeah. use of the word pussy, which for mm. me begs the question of is it okay as women to be okay with words like bitch, cunt, pussy, ho, whore when it comes to each other? And when it comes to our body parts, that's what's, that's one of the things that are getting me. What, what is okay now? What's acceptable? What, what is good for feminism and what's not? Go for it, Shane. May I jump in? Yeah. So when it comes to the, the, is it okay? Then I've been reading a lot of things about reclaiming. So whether it's a slur for any part of, of your identity, whether it's your sexuality, your race, your anything. Some people, and, and myself included, have found power in taking a word because the word exists already. People are going to use it whether you like it or not, like oh, um, or whatever it is. And claiming it and being like, okay, I am what this word embodies and I am proud to be that. So why why I say I can identify with it. I'm not saying everybody should just say it and be comfortable about it. But what my, my very first blog that I wrote, for example, was because I was I, I had children very really out of the block and very young. So naturally in my community, those words were thrown at me as my identity. So people called me a whore or a jantu or any any of those slurs um, that they felt like was appropriate. And in that, I believed that I was those things. Because growing up, I'd seen it was okay for other women who had made the same trespasses as myself to be called those things. So you, I was kind of convinced already that I am a whore, you know? So so in my first blog, when I when I was at my worst, I was depressed. I, I felt ashamed that I had two children from two different men. And that was in fact the characteristic of hoary, I guess. I called the blog just a hoe with babies because that's what you think I am. And I am. so. I'm going to identify it. And there was so much problem with that. People were like, why are you using this word in the title? Is this your brand now? And I, I always say, but you call me that. Why is it weird when I do it to myself? So I do think that there's definite power in taking the negative and being like, okay, then this is us. And I do also think that in this regard, remember the rap song, women are taught from, honestly, I would say from the moment we are born, because my first memory of touching my vagina or even showing any interest in it was a whack on my hand and told, sis, you told me that, come on, shit. Like, like it was, like, it was bad. Yeah. It was, I didn't know if I was putting germs in my vagina, my vagina was putting germs on me. I just knew it was gross <laughs> and I mustn't do it. And it was, my, my first memory is actually of something I speak about a lot of my mother catching me as a five-year-old, just looking at it, you know, <laughs> like, and that was, and I now that I have two daughters, we look at it. You don't have to be perverted, go through anything, see nothing. You focus on your, you know. So we thought very young, no. Nobody looks at that except your husband. Only he has the rights. When, when God and your daddy signed it away, then, then, then somebody else. So yeah. it's problematic. 
it, we have a problem in how we teach sexuality from the beginning. And I think that mm. has a lot part to play in how people react to the song. Because in my opinion, the worst part of the song is how people react to it without even giving it a chance as art, as expression, as whatever was meant to be. I must agree with you there, uh, Shayna, because if I, Sam and I had this discussion as well, and um, earlier in our discussion today, we said it, I mean, is the shock factor, because a lot of what she says, I mean, for me, something that stands out is specifically where she talks about how deep she wants to, to be penetrated with the, with the penis in her mouth, and the way she explains, she wants to gag and whatever, and I, and I mean, if you, if you're deep throating a penis, you gag. I mean, it's if you, you, you depending on how deep it goes and you, you build up a tolerancy for it, the more you have experience with it. So, I mean, I've had a dick in my mouth. It is, it's how it's we, do we do. It's a, a thing we do, do but Absolutely. it's like, it's that, it's that, it's that behind closed doors kind of thing. Yeah, we don't, don't talk, talk about, about it. it and that kind of thing. So, so yeah, I, I do, I suppose that the shame stigma that has been attached to these these deeds is yeah. what is making people react in this way shame shame is a big one i actually wrote it here in in big caps because that's something i didn't consider in in all this research and and reading that i've done and considering my opinion here around it and why i'm i always i'm so conservative about the song um shame never came up so that that's a big deal my reaction when charlene told me like you know, why why not talk about it is I'm just like, but where do you draw the line? You know, mm. next thing we like, we take away all the lines and we have people fornicating in the corners of the mall that we're walking with our kids in. You know? And Charlene correctly points it out, like that's why there are laws in place for these things. So don't worry, it's not going to happen, Sam. But that's where... And I mean, having sex in a public <laughs> place and the, like it being a bit risque... <laughs> I wouldn't exactly mind that. It seems like fun. Like I don't, I don't want, I don't want anyone to see me because of my own body issues. But yeah. uh, the thought of, the thought of potentially being That's caught. It's exciting. It's exciting. It's fun, man. I think the, the idea of taking away boundaries terrifies me. Um, I want to, I want to ask Karis a little bit more about, about the language, and that's because Karis, you for me. I don't see – I wonder why people would use the words vulgar or, or anything like that with, with you because I I find your um, Instagram page, I suppose that's what I'm following, but your your look and your feel and the way that you talk about sex, so feminine, so mm. sensual. I, you know, I don't know. How do you it, – it almost feels like I'm, I'm going to use the wrong words here and that's because of my own prejudice and my own – um, misgivings and hang-ups and whatever, but your language is clean and pure. Do you know what I mean? And and, and that for me in my brain and the, the parameters I've set around sex is, well, that's acceptable. Speaking it's about wholesome. It, in your mind, it's sacred and wholesome and beautiful and like the lay me down to make love to me concept. <laughs> yes. Not the hard fucking. Yes. And you have to listen to the podcast because like all the language comes out there. But you're still sure. so gent but you're still so gentle in your demeanor. Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah. yeah. I I, I yeah. hear you that the, the language is there, but it's not it doesn't pose itself position itself as offensive at all, to me at least. I'm sure to someone on another level of, you know, conservativeness then they would, but yeah, how do you feel about about the 
the use of that language? The word like pussy and bitch and hoe and all of that. Mm, it's mm. like, I love what Shana said about reclaiming that for yourself because that's a journey on its own. And I think one of the biggest things we have to learn as women is just stepping back into that space where we feel powerful just as ourselves without the like reliance of someone else to fill that hole or that gap where we don't feel powerful. And shame for me, um, especially with the work that I do with women, I've learned like shame lives in secrecy and in the dark. Mm. And so when you start bringing things to light and you start talking about things, the shame falls away. And people who still hold that shame, and it's not necessarily people who've been through, just through sexual trauma. We've all had some level of, of, of a traumatic, like a sexually traumatic thing happen to us whether mm. it was our parents shaming us for exploring our own bodies or our sensuality or someone else grabbing your ass in public and you feeling violated in that way. And so from those moments, we learn, okay, this is not safe for me to express myself as a sexual or sensual being. And so words are just words for me. It's the energy behind the word. It is what is your intention behind the word. Ah. It's like I can use, like I can use the word bitch for myself if I'm feeling really bitchy, because <laughs> it's like cool, whatever. I can use the word pussy, or um, it just depends. Like even with my clients, some people don't feel comfortable with the word pussy initially, so we go gently into it, and then we'll start off with whatever she feels comfortable with, whatever he feels comfortable, and as we like, because we normally do like six week. Um, like a six-week journey and then at the end of it it's so amazing for me like how this woman who has so much trouble using the word even vagina she had to whisper it in the beginning she's like my parts my delicates and then now at the end of it she's like fully and it's not like I'm coming at the end being like you have to use this it's just like how what makes you feel comfortable what makes you feel powerful and the more that people release shame in their bodies and around the parts that they hold shame in, the more confident you feel like, and it's this practicing thing of like, okay, let me just say this for myself. And then the more comfortable you get using the word, the more it's like, you know what, this is a little, this is a little power practice for me. And it's not about what anyone else thinks of the word. It's like, cool, you know what? Like now I can say pussy and I can, one, God is not going to smite me for it. Two, <laughs> like I'm not, <laughs> You know, I think it's so important because like a lot of us grew up in these very religious homes where it's like, if you use those words, you had like, there's a tick against your name. Yeah, you're going straight then, to hell and yeah. that's it for you. Yeah. That's a, so, real, that's a real fear that I, I had when I was growing up. Um, sorry, I, I, I interrupted you, Karis. I, because I'm, I'm like agreeing with you the whole time. Um, because you said something something about you don't have to have a sexual, a bad sexual experience, for example, for, for there to have been some sort of trauma. And I, mm-hmm. in, in my own opinion, feel like all women from my generation and previous, and this might be gross, I mean, like I'm fully willing to take flack if I'm talking nonsense. All of us were raised badly when it came to teaching us about sex, whether it was in your home or whether it was what the world taught you, whether it was sex education at school, school that or church, that you yeah. thought in itself is a trauma. Because I remember um, all, all of the life orientation being about male pleasure 
and I I didn't know female ejaculate up until like marriage. To be honest, you're like nobody tells you that. They don't tell you. At no point do they teach you. It must be liquor for you or so. All they teach is consent and abstinence. I didn't know. So like, <laughs> they don't even teach you. And about I can understand. They don't teach you about no school. No, I was going to say they don't even teach you about like female sexual pleasure, like how to self-pleasure mm-hmm. and like how to touch yourself, where to touch yourself. So the first time I discovered my clitoris, I was in the bathroom and I wiped too hard. And then I was like, oh, well, that was yeah. bad. So Accidental. It's like, <laughs> absolutely. Totally. Yeah, so totally. That's why true. a song like this, for a woman who was taught that her pleasure is either a non-existent or being not important. Of course, the song will, will nobody can rub you the wrong way. <laughs> You'll just be like, <laughs> but a lot of the things that she says in the song are things that I personally, and I know some of my female friends who have these open sexual conversations with me, like and do and want. I know. Uh, that's also, I suppose, when I hear her and so descriptively explaining it, I imagine that's <laughs> what makes, I will put my head on a block that, that and, and people can, like, you can ridicule me, you can shame me, you can, you can review this podcast badly if you want to. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to say it. I'm convinced that it is because a lot of women feel oh I actually do like that but yeah. the what we've been taught to associate with feeling pleasure is we, we shouldn't talk about it and it is mm-hmm. it, it should be hidden and the fact that you do want to deep throat something and you like it is it turns it's you shameful. on it's shameful yeah Mm. Even though yeah. success in general is done to a woman. We are taught that it's done yes. to us and not yeah. like that we equal partners in it. It's not so a it's I, not a partnership like a dance, yes. It's a so, I I I take it. You give yeah. it to me. Yes. It's not you a you ask, I consent. Yes. That is how yeah. the transaction or you have to do it to keep your husband or keep him happy mm. or whatever else. And it's never you know what? Like how can I enjoy this mm. more? And majority of the couples work that I do. Like, it doesn't matter how many cosmopolitans you read, like nowhere in there will they say, like, let's just have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like not just five tips no. to like get her to whatever else. Just like have a conversation, be open and honest with each other. Because yeah. like, I know I'm, I'm not cheap, but majority of the time with couples work, like we sit there and I'm like facilitating a conversation between the two of them. And yeah. like, it's just a thing of... That they should be doing... Even just the taboo of like anal sex and all of that stuff. It's like, yeah, now that we've talked about WAP, why not go into anal as well? Why <laughs> not? Let's do it. Balls <laughs> to the wall, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, as women, we're taught like that's the, that's, like that's just a thing that you don't do and it's the dirtiest thing and this is only for guys and like just to know that like an anal orgasm is so different to like any other orgasm you'll experience and it's possible for women to enjoy it the first time and like to fully yeah so um it's just if you know that that is possible for you and if you 
educate yourself and you ex- expose yourself to people who think differently than you and mm. who allow themselves to express themselves differently. Because for me, sexual pleasure and uh, sorry, sexual expression is so linked to self-expression. If you aren't self-expressed, then how can you express yourself sexually? And if you aren't mm. sexually expressed, then how do you express yourself in mm. most, like self-expression? So they're mm. so interconnected. And I find like, especially with men who don't express themselves sex- sexually or who like, who have this idea of like, it's only like this and blah, blah, blah. In their real lives, they're so controlling, very A-type personality, so angry when things go wrong. Go wrong. Yeah, they're basically toddlers when they go angry. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, guys, do, do you think that WAP and what Cardi B is doing goes a long way to educating our young women and to fix some of the, not all, definitely not all, but some of the ills that, that we had growing up? I mean, I started a conversation. Say again? Yeah, I, I'm, I'll be quick, but it's just, it started a conversation. Mm. It allowed us to all start a conversation. Mm-hmm. And the biggest gift you can give yourself is the ability to question something, to question a belief that you have in your head, to question something that happened to you and say, maybe I could have done this in a different way. So the opportunity to question, the opportunity to have a conversation and to think differently, I think it did its job. So, yeah. It certainly did. It certainly did open open a lot more uh, doors. We start talking about you know why, just why? Why do I feel like this? Why is yeah. she saying this? All of those things. Did it like your question was? Did it necessarily? I mean, in deadly God, yes, it does start to fix things. But we also it also did show us the bigger problems that we have as yes. a society and how we thought that we were progressive not that progressive necessarily be sexually open but mm. it's interesting to see how many men and women were upset by the song because yes. a lot of the people that don't like the song are female so what does that say yes. you know like why why are you angry i like that it makes you ask why so um two messages that that are coming from the lyrics and as as four mothers here in this group this is a parenting podcast and charlene and i have had um, you know, long conversations about okay, well, how do we ma- marriage this thoughts and with with our roles as mothers? You know, like not necessarily our sexuality, but okay, what messages? And, and the the point is not to critique the song, but I did have to when I listened to the lyrics, I was just like, but I don't agree with that, Cardi. <laughs> like she mentioned, okay, if, <laughs> if your teenage boy, if your teenage boy has hears the song or has questions about it, or or your your teenage daughter, for example, and questions arise around the lyrics, um, uh, for example, the objectifying of men. Or let's start yeah. with uh, Sam mentions the uh, uh, lyrics that are problematic, like your pullout game and using sex to nab a man. And then no, I don't cook, I don't clean, but let me tell you how I got this ring. <laughs> yeah. I don't and like, all of those are, 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 are realities though. Like people use sex for different things. And I feel a lot of the time people when you when, when people write songs, right? She's she's not just speaking for herself. She's kind of, in my opinion, taking the different reasons that people do have sex or that women have sex and just saying that I know people who've had sex. So that they can keep a man. I know people who get sick so that they can control them. Does it work? A lot of the time. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> like I'd be lying if I was like, no, I don't know what man that was that's controlled by this. That's a lie. Pussy is a very powerful thing, and women. I, I think that our sexuality is a powerful thing. Like you get a lot that I would say. I'm not saying you should. The power of the V, man. The power of the V. That's a real thing. <laughs> and I can imagine they wouldn't want us to step into that power if it is so dangerous or, or so massive. Powerful, you know? yeah. Uh-huh. Vaginas are a powerful. I hard. Don't show me a penis. It's not going to make me do anything. That I didn't want it's to so do true. Right. It's I not don't the know. same. I don't know if we were discussing it in one of our episodes. I think it was our, our sex episode earlier this year, Sam, when Rhett and I were discussing, like, um, he'll, he'll always joke and, like, send me some nudes or whatever. And, like, we have a very fun relationship, him and I, so I'll send him a pic of my boobs if it makes his day. I don't really care. Um, so, and then, and then he'll be, like, out of the blue, I'll get a picture of his dick. I'll be, like, Hmm, not quite <laughs> the same effect, but but thanks. Shot. I it's see where you're going. <laughs> it's not as sex. It's like, okay, why do you think we are so offended by dick pics? It's like, oh, no. Oh, my word. Why? Once a week no, no, I don't think that's a random answer. Oh my goodness. Of my boobs won't oh. hurt someone like an unsolicited dick pic. I can't see <laughs> anybody. Generally. Do you know, like, there is something very sexual and beautiful about the female body that the male body just mm. doesn't have. It just, mm. in my opinion, it just doesn't have. Like, I don't know. I even know straight women who find the female body attractive, sexually. Like, mm. it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And of mm. course, that has power. So would you say that, I mean, she like maybe it's not Cardi B saying this is how I feel. I I fully condone the pull-out game. And I, I, maybe I'm reading too deep into it because I'm just like, I'm trying to educate my son. And if my, my teenage nieces had to come to me and be like this and that, I'd be like, okay, this is how you do safe sex. This is how you avoid <laughs> this and, oh, yeah. you know, and I'm just like, Cardi, you like undoing this this work that I'm that I'm putting into trying to keep, you know, these girls from from stressing about being pregnant or whatever. You know? So maybe I'm like completely overthinking it. I was saying earlier, like I'm in my third trimester. Maybe these pregnancy hormones have me like obsessed yeah. about nonsense. You know, I don't I don't know. Karis, what do you think? Do you think that there, there are messages coming through here that are problematic or is it like each to their own? However you want to use sex, use it the way you want to use it. No judges, right? Firstly, I just wanted to say to you, like, you know, we only hear where we are right now. Tomorrow doesn't exist. Like five years from now doesn't exist. So the fact that you're stressing about your son having to find about about this devil song rap, you're not there yet. He's still he's still playing in the mud. I know like, it's bad. So just to just give yourself permission to like let go of whatever future mm. possibilities there are because it doesn't exist. You're yeah sitting with all of us right now, mm. and just to lean into that and like breathe and take a breath <laughs> and yeah, because like the first thing is with the lyrics and stuff. I just think it, for me, I've always believed like do you. That's, <laughs> You do you go enjoy your life mm-hmm. so long as you're not hurting anyone and you are not hurting yourself, then do whatever makes you feel good, express yourself the way you want to express yourself. And yeah. So like if everyone can just like 
instead of shaming someone if like in my ideal world if everyone stopped shaming someone instead of shaming someone like celebrating not what they're doing but like the intention behind what they're doing and how they like celebrating themselves then in my head the world would be such a different space but yeah it's not i know in my head it's like a very rainbows and sunshine space <laughs> but, but i choose to live there but um with yeah I, it's it's a simple thing for me do th you that's all i think that's a very that's that's a nice uh summary for me as well because i, th I think maybe looking at, at the way sam felt about it uh the song initially and that's also why we wanted to have this conversation because when you guys said earlier that it's opened up questions it's it's asked the why it certainly has gotten the conversation going and and if there's something that sam and i love it is conversations about things because it's so freeing and liberating to be able to mm -hmm. to to learn and understand new things and I'm I'm really so enlightened by the things that you've said here today mm -hmm. because you're 100% right if you're not deliberately out to hurt someone with what you're saying this is a this is an art form this is a form of expression this song and the stuff that she talks about most people do and enjoy. It's just a question of how comfortable you are with talking about it publicly. And she's almost, it's, mm -hmm. if you think of satire, there's so much in comedy, there's often satire, even when it's uh, poked at politicians or, or roasts uh, on the comedy show. You take reality and you speak about it very bluntly um, to try and use satire uh to bring humor into the equation and if you if you think about what she says um about nabbing a man and and the pull-out game you're 100 right because if my now thinking on it if um, i shouldn't be worrying about this thank you karis you have educated me but <laughs> when when it does happen in the future and i get questions i will be able to look at these lyrics and say well, this is how some people use sex. They use sex for different reasons. And even if we talk about the lyrics about um, uh, having a garden snake as opposed to a king cobra, if it don't hang, then he can't bang. <laughs> um, I mean, there is women, women very often are faced with, with body shaming and, mm. and those stigmas. Men, not that often. Very few times does it happen to them. But the size of their dicks... Often get, yeah. often get discussed and ridiculed. So, <laughs> I mean, there's another talking point that I can educate my teenager on. That it, it, Is it right? Is that the way you should view things? Is that what should be done? No, but if it happens, to, not necessarily, but if it does happen to you, let's discuss. How will we handle it? How does it make you feel? Does the size of, of your dick matter to you that much? And why shouldn't it matter? Or why should it matter? You know, it allows, I think if we can have these from a parenting perspective, if we can become more comfortable in ourselves uh, sexually and marry the mom and the sexual being a little bit better, then we'll be able to educate our children on their sexuality so much better. We can change what was wrong from yeah. when we grew up, like you said earlier, Shana. I, I certainly agree with you when you say that there's this, like, I get the playful vibe from the lyrics. She's she's definitely going on the this is funny. Let me say this. Yeah. Um, when you when you speak about merging, from, I 
about essentially the mom versus the sexual being. That is something I've, I've actually particularly seen women shamed for being sexual and being a mommy at the same time. Like a lot of the reaction videos when I was uh, preparing just my, my thoughts for today, I watched a couple of the action videos from from YouTubers. There's like a, a trend to, to sit with your mom and to react to this video. A lot of the moms mentioned the same thing and when they looked at Cardi. They said, you're a mother close your nipples. That, that, that is a, that's a theme that, that, that's across the board, you know. Or, or they'd say, what did her daughter see first? And, and personally, so I'm the type, even though I told Rose to exit the room when I watched it, I censor the things my children watch, but I don't stop them from learning things when they're ready. Mm-hmm. So I've been asked before, and I mean, she's six. Like, but if, I, if I'm honest, like we said earlier, you know you are aware of your vagina very young, right? The only reason that, the only place the shame comes from is other people. No, no child is like, this is a bad part of my body. No, it's not that makes sense. So I'm honest. I don't know. So maybe when they're teenagers, we'll have a more open conversation or, or the, the, the subject matter will change, of course, and be a bit raunchier. But right now, I do get questions about sex from my son who's 10, mostly, and from my, my six-year-old daughter. So I, I even, I my son even explored porn at one point, and I found it. He didn't even have his own phone. He actually just Googled um, ladies with no clothes on, shiny, very distinct. He's like, <laughs> girls' private parts, you know? Like, oh, he's, bless him. <laughs> he's, he's such a gentleman. <laughs> and porn up came up, and I saw he'd only, he'd only gone to one tab. So he closed it, but he, he doesn't know a browser history and things. So I checked everything. And I was like, Riyadh, is this you? Are you? <laughs> you know, what is, what's going down? And so, so we had to have an open discussion about what it was that he saw because it opened on a, a porno with a naked uh, French maid doing things with a feather duster that feather dusters were not created for, unfortunately. Cool, cool. And they were, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there were questions, and I'm honest. Sergio, I've, I've also been asked, Mommy, why do people say pussy instead of this? Because those words she heard on TikTok, she's heard many places. Those are not necessarily um, censored yeah. words these days. No, which yeah. is also it's, so. And, and I've said, you know, people have sex. Why do they have sex, Mommy? Many reasons. I didn't say when they love each other and get married because that's not a realistic thing to say to her because I know she's six but everything I put into her head now is going to form some sort of personality or her ideas that I'm I don't want her to think that if a man touches her she's his forever that's it's not healthy because there's this and I'm, I'm almost done I promise this is oh no it's so I, good man <laughs> there's this transition that I think our generation when I say our generation women like 30 to 40 or 20 or whatever like you know what I mean like grown-up women but not very old Mm. There's this, um, my brain just froze. Oh, no, I remember. There's this transition you might have. You, a child, and sex is a secret. Then you kind of hear about it in high school, and boys want to touch you, but you mustn't like it, unless they like it. But then it's it's confusing. You actually don't know what you must like or not like or do. Mm. Because if you don't let them touch you, you're a prude. If you do let them touch you, you're a slut. So it's a weird vibe, you know? 
And then suddenly, you're a grown up and everyone's fucking and you're just like, did we miss a phase? Yes, There's no transition, exactly. Like, like when did this become okay? <laughs> Where was I? going on, guys? What, like, there's, it's weird. And then you must have know about the contraception morning after call. Your friends are telling you they came four times. You're just like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. But this is what we do now. So there, there's no guidance because we taught nonsense. From when we were small. So I'm trying to change that narrative. And yes, I guess songs like this do open up the conversation. Because sexual female pleasure conversation is something that needs to be spoken about. I think young girls should be told also. Because boys are told, like you mentioned, uh, masturbation. Boys are told that it's normal and they must find a quiet room. Yes. I wasn't told that. So, yeah. <laughs> you would just we would just do it don't do it because um that's like a dirty place and that's why i find yeah. so many people have shame around their vaginas and like the first thing and that people have so much trouble doing like with is just initially looking at your vagina just like looking at it and making peace with it the, the, the fact that it's there and she's beautiful and she's different to what you thought it would look like because i um, I've been opening up my Instagram platform so people can ask more questions or if they want to know about things. And there was someone, a 17-year-old girl that said that she was about to commit suicide like a few days before she was thinking about that because she had so much shame around masturbation. She grew up in a very conservative space. Nobody taught her about it and she thought something was wrong with her. She went to the doctor, she went to the priest and they all said to her that there's something wrong with her and she mustn't be doing it. And I was like, my lad's like there's nothing wrong with you this is a normal part like we all go yes. through our sexual awakenings and like we, the, you will go from doing it 14 50 times a day and you know when you've done it too much your clip will be raw so stop then yeah. maybe yeah. don't do it anymore yeah for a while yeah. <laughs> yeah. maybe when it gets a bit so give it a break and then pick it up again in two days time <laughs> and she was just like oh thank you i'm so relieved to know that it's normal yeah or like i i'm going to get that I'm working with a 70 something year old woman now who has never had a, an orgasm before. Yeah. She has six kids, but has never mm. had an orgasm before. And so, just, and that's awful. That's, that's awful. It's not right. Mm. So, but now that she's had it, she's mm. like, she, she's going full force. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, she must. Absolutely. <laughs> catch up, babes. Catch up. <laughs> so, and it's just so interesting for me to see how um, just you are so shamed into the enjoyment of not just orgasms, but your life in general. We thought that you have to suffer and work hard and that is it. And with sex, it's the same thing for women. It's like, you do this because of this. It's never for your pleasure, really. Yeah, it's more to... functional than yeah. for any other reason yeah. for fulfillment or anything like mm -hmm. that. And so just to breach that place where you are enjoying and letting go and really like feeling the orgasms and like it's a beautiful space to be in and with my boys like I am naked a lot at home now that we've mm. moved into our own place I feel like it's just me like a dog peeing on my tree because we lived at my parents <laughs> space for so long now I'm just like naked all the time <laughs> and so my four almost five-year-old um today he he got upset and then he took his clothes off and I was like, and now what's happening now? He was like, I'm upset, so I want to be naked. Oh. And then I was like, okay, sure. And then, and then I was like, if that makes you feel better, then do it. And he was like, yeah, I actually don't like clothes, mom. 
And I was like, that's fine, my love. Continue. And he's like, I see you don't like clothes. I was like, no, I don't. But I work at home, so it's fine. So... <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> Karis said something interesting, which might be a bit off topic, but it's along the lines of this just owning it. Um, she, you, Karis, you have this just add water approach to, to anything. People say it for, for kids, you know, if your kids are like being naffy or scratchy or, or not like a, and, and you need to kind of calm them down or get them, you know, click them out of that, that mode, put them in the shower, put them in the bath. Um, take them outside for like messy play or water play or whatnot. But Karis, you said it for for adults as well. If you're not, if there's something icky and you're not feeling yourself or whatever, go for a shower and see mm-hmm. how how that makes you feel. So that that reminds me of, of what you said, guys. I learned so much from both these women. Go and follow go and follow them immediately <laughs> because listen. So to now, this. Sam, next time you listen to the WAP song. Go have a shower afterwards and then see how you feel about it. <laughs> Why I'm gonna listen to the web song in the shower with my husband. How about that? That's, that's a Sounds big like idea. A plan. <laughs> Guys, I've got one last point that I'd like to cover, and I do think that it's very important. And several people have actually brought this to my attention. And I yeah. I, I think coming from where Charlene and I come from and in our intention um, with this podcast, I think it's important to note that there is a school of thought out there that the song is not for or about white women's sexual emancipation, that it speaks directly to black feminism or to women of color who face perhaps a different kind of oppression. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but so Kylie Jenner's cameo, for instance, sparked huge outrage among Cardi B fans. And uh, also considering her history of cultural or black appropriation and the fact that there are several black female rappers who could have taken her place um, as a cameo. Cardi B came out on Twitter saying that not everything is about race, which as far as I know, she has since deleted Obviously, then it does have something to do with race. So I'd, I'd really like to get into that. And there's something that I'd like to read. Where is it? Yeah, it comes from, a, I think it's a BuzzFeed article. Some critics online accused the two rappers, so Cardi B and, and Megan Thee Stallion, of being complicit by sharing their platform with Jenna and giving her cameo a prominent position. They said they believed cameo should have been reserved for black women in rap music, like I mentioned, where other commentators have pushed back against the criticism by arguing that Jenna's inclusion would ultimately work in Cardi B's favor given her social media following and the inevitable debate that has followed, Um, just bringing attention to the song and whatnot. So what are your thoughts on that? Do, Do I even have a say because of my white privilege, my whiteness? You know, does it apply to me as women of color? How do you feel about that? So uh, this is a difficult one. Um, mm. It's a it's a difficult thing because as as women of color, I can't speak for for a woman of color from a different race, race than mine. I can only speak from my colored Cape Town perspective. When I first heard the song, I didn't place any sort of race on it. I have heard all of the backlash and read a lot of the backlash that you were speaking of. That is a real thing, and I didn't understand why people didn't want. Uh, Kylie Jenner on it in the first place because as as person of color it didn't occur to me that because the song for me was uh, about females about mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. and their sexual 
whatever it was, whether it's liberation or, or any of the things. This is about women. And please, I do want to say, I do not take away any of the struggles that particularly black women face or, or any of the causes that they that they champion. I, I, I'm only speaking from, because those are real things. Those are, those are real and, and I'm not going to touch on that. But when I, I think if Cardi and Megan made the decision that these are the people who we want in this video. And she, uh, Jenna was not the only only uh, white woman. Cameo, yeah. Although mm. also, there was another lady, I can't remember her name, sorry. But besides all of that, if Cardi and Megan were like, this is what we want to put forth, they put a lot of thought into how they branded that song. If they added white women to it, I don't think then that, they, that the song was to exclude white women. I, I do think maybe the arguments come the argument about white women shouldn't be shouldn't be saying anything about the song because the the, the two the two main women are black uh, or African American women and a lot of the 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 things I read about was uh, how the black woman is sexualized in the media but that is its own that is that is its own conversation but I I didn't get that I wasn't offended that Kylie was in it I wasn't offended that there was another white woman in it. To me, it was about female sexual liberation and white women are women. Mm. I personally don't exclude any race from mm. uh, the things that I write. Um, I can only speak from my own perspective, but I think that there are so many intersections when it comes to women. Whether you white, Indian, black, colored, what, whatever else we, we, we uh, created, there's other race we've created and said all the with each other. We all have the same experiences when it comes to sex. Mm. And that <laughs> is something I don't you can't, it can't be separated. The way we've been told that sex is bad, no matter what woman in what denomination you are, I don't think that that, that we there needs to be a respecting now your for the song. It's unfair to tell white women they can't say anything. They also have pajamas. Mm. <laughs> I do, I do. I promise people I have a vagina, <laughs> even though <laughs> I'm such a prude. There, there's stuff <laughs> going on you. down here. I'm pregnant. It's, it didn't happen, you know, by divine intervention. <laughs> <laughs> so I then that's, look, the intention for me with this episode is to hold space and amplify the voices of women who are being, you know, crushed and criticized and slut-shamed and made to feel awful by liking yeah. the song or liking stuff like this or speaking out about stuff like this. So I wanted to come up, sort of uh, come across my own um, prejudices and really, really delve into that and maybe speak for people who feel like me. Um, like I say, hold space. And as mothers and women, bridge some gaps um, in our diversity so that we can support each other's differences. You know, that no judges approach. So, and raising kids in this arena, we're all raising kids. So I'd like us to all be on the same page. We don't have to agree about everything. We don't have to all like the same stuff. That's what makes us, you know, so beautiful as as humans, as women, as mothers. So, Karis, what are some of your final thoughts before we close off? You know, for me, really, it's about giving yourself permission whether you feel that you identify more as a prude or you feel that you are someone that is more sexually free. It's just about giving yourself permission to not feel bad about where you are and how you feel about things. And so once you give yourself permission to just fully be like, all right, you know what, I'm here. That's okay. I don't need to force myself to think differently. And yes, I can be open to other things. 
But at the same time, it's being so gentle with yourself in that space and honoring what you need where you are. And so when you're able to just give yourself permission and allow yourself to give yourself the freedom to just explore your sensuality and your like what makes you feel sexy and what makes you feel happy or just just those things make such a difference in your mental health and then how you embrace the world around you. So you being open to yourself and open to receive yourself and open to allowing like the flow of life to come through you because that's all that sexual energy really is it is this flow of life in our bodies and just giving yourself permission to enjoy it Mm. it doesn't matter like what steps you take to get there so just Mm. honestly the biggest gift you can give yourself question give yourself permission relax be gentle with yourself in your thoughts the things you say about yourself and if you feel bad about something it is what it is, you know. Have a shower on. and then think yeah. again. <laughs> yes, put WAP on and then have a shower. Get the bidet. <laughs> I, I can get that. behind that. I love that. Oh, you made me feel so calm, Karis. You have a neck. See what I mean? She's just like. You should do this. So you should do this as a profession. No, no. <laughs> Fortunately, I do. Thank you. <laughs> Shana, your final thoughts. Yes. So I, I fully agree with Karis. If she didn't go first, I would have said <laughs> because it's, it's true. Um, whatever, whatever sexual revolution means to you, whether it's being quiet about your sexual and having a great sex life quietly or shouting about your work, that is um, that's fine, right? But what I what I will say, that it might sound a little funny, but I, I think what's important from this conversation is keep the conversation going. Just use it, or maybe not even this, like. As a, as a catalyst, I think that's the right word, to having honest conversations about sex. And just to, I, I know we're wrapping up, but on what Kara uh, said, like about the 17 year old girl who wanted to kill herself because she didn't know that what was going was normal. That is a serious and real thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was masturbating when I was, when I was young and small. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. I just know it felt better and I had no idea whether it was something that I found out. Did I, did I invent this or was it something other women do? You know, and it would have really helped me if there was somebody who who guided me through that transition in my life. So women need to start talking to each other. I still, because of, of the way I was told my vagina is shameful, have issues now in my sex life that I'm pretty open about. And my husband is told me I can see whatever I want. So that <laughs> I um that I I I've had to I've had to fight demons from when I was twelve. Because mm-hmm. I still sometimes feel like if, it, if, if it's too liquor, how we're having sex, no way, this can't be right. You know, that's a real thing. I somehow cry. <laughs> I mean, we need mm-hmm. to have proper conversations, real stuff. Don't tell your daughter that her, her vagina is here for her husband. Tell her she's going to want to use it for, for herself one day. Mm-hmm. And also to tell your daughter that, like, when you start having sex, the fact that your virginity is like there and someone's taking it or you're giving it away, it doesn't mean that you are less than because of that or that you're broken or that you can't hold your head up high. Mm-hmm. Teach your daughters that they are valued, that the person that they are going to love and that they're going to be intimate with is so lucky and so privileged to be loved by them. And then yeah, they'll start honoring themselves. Also, 
Yeah. Please tell your fans that the Venus is one of his power bullets in the wall. <laughs> My FDM believe should get it on. Pussy power is coming back, guys. So oh, yes. very, very clearly. And guys, um, I, uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing and yo taking me to task um, in this journey. I, you know, I hope that the listeners, our listeners, have learned as much as I have. And yes, oh, this has been such a fun conversation. Awesome. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thanks Bye. for having me, guys. It was, it was good. Yeah, please come back. Please come back to the Great Equalizer. (laughs) That was Mm -hmm. a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) Of what, Charlene? (laughs) We know what you like in your mouth now. (laughs) Now that you're open about it. You oh, vulgar, vulgar hoe. Individual. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, jokes aside, I am stoked about being able to open up these conversations. It just, it frees your mind. It really opens up your thought process. And like they both said, or like Shana said, like, ask the questions. I, Karis also said it at one point. Ask yourself those questions, you know? Like, if I had to... If I had to say a bottom line for me is um, I think that taking the power into your own hands and, and making yourself become more or feel more powerful is key here because you will listen to that song and either feel like it's empowering or, you know, kudos to you, Cardi, for for saying it like it is or or you might look at it like it's satire and be like I love that she's getting away with saying these things <laughs> or you might look at it and be like oh this makes me feel really uncomfortable and then maybe you can ask yourself why what I like about it is that just in this conversation today it's opened up a whole new way of thinking it certainly got me thinking about how I can approach this type of um, R-rated things in life uh, differently when it comes to parenting. And how to, I mean, I wanted to delve further into it, but I think this warrants a whole discussion on its own in, in terms of age-appropriate sex education. It starts mm, mm. from now. It starts it from does. when our potty training even, before potty training, it starts from very early. We don't have to, you know, reveal the whole gamut of, of what sex entails, but you have to start the discussion Think, now and and shame that's the bottom line yes your you reaction your away. reaction when your toddler um touches themselves or that you find them like exploring or feeling like i, I see jc do it in the bath often like she's she feels it and then i can see like the look on her face she's like oh, why does that feel like that kind of thing you know mm. and how i react to her is key because if I say, no, don't do that, it's going to scare the shit out of her. It's going to make her feel like she's done something bad. Mm. And, and that's, that's where this comes from. Like, are we instilling shame? Are we, are, we, are we open and free and having these discussions? Well, it certainly opened my eyes. And that was my intention is to really, like, question my reaction. Question my gut feel. I could have brought on three other conservative women and we could have all attacked you in your openness about sex, Charlene, and being and wagged <laughs> our fingers at you. But what 
does that achieve? What does it achieve to bring people on that agree with your narrative? Right? No, that, that just perpetuates the same conversation. We don't learn from each other. We don't grow our own personal experiences. We don't grow our, our, our frame of mind. The point, things have to be thought-provoking. You have mm. to start instilling these thoughts in your own mind and in your and those around you to, to start having open conversations. Um, the fact that that we talk about gender-based violence and we we talk about what that means, the, the more we talk about these things, the more we can educate ourselves and those around us and and the more we will actually add value to society, I believe. That's what we're here to do as a parenting podcast. We want to add value to someone's life. We don't always agree with everyone's opinions, but that doesn't mean conversations shouldn't be had. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to... Um, in our last episode, we chatted with Natasha Keston from Fit Like Mummy, and she said something so profound that I'll take with me, and that's that we can disagree. We can mm. disagree. We can come from different walks of life and have different opinions about something and still get on and still manage to sit down and have a drink together and, and relate exactly. uh, to other things. And that is my goal and my intention as mothers. There's t- there are too many divides, and I want to bridge those gaps. I don't want every, mm. nobody has to be on the same page. Everybody is certainly not in the same boat, but a little understanding goes a hell of a long way. Exactly. There are going to be things that that I just I don't get because it's just not it's just not up my alley. I just don't identify with it. I'm I'm just not going to get it. But that doesn't mean I shouldn't be exposed to it. Well, we we are exposed to it. That doesn't mean we have exactly. to judge it. <laughs> and I also can't live under a rock and, yes. and think that my children aren't going to be exposed to it. Yeah. So how yeah. about we keep talking? Yes. Listen, as you know this, we say it every episode. Please, if you want to weigh in or chat with us, whether you feel strongly about something, whether it angers you or inspires <laughs> you, whether it makes you cry or laugh, DM us a voice note on Instagram at the Great Equalizer Podcast or record one on your phone and hit us up over email. If, it's, if you want it to remain anonymous or it's confidential, we will obviously respect that. Send it to info at thegreatequalizer.co.za. Also, thanks to everybody who sent us, um, you know, what what you're keen on, what you're interested in. Sent us posts that you think we'll like. We love hearing from you. So please feel free to tag us in your Instagram or Facebook posts or to DM us. um, Hit us up. We love hearing from you and we we love knowing what interests you and what inspires you so that we can um, include more of that in our content. Exactly. Your support is so important to us. It helps us keep the conversa- conversations going. Um, you have no idea your, your, your every like, every love, every comment, every when we get ratings on any of our social media pages or even on our, our podcast platforms where you listen, when you rate an episode or you just send us a shout out to say, love this, it made me laugh, it made me cry. Thank you. It means the world to us. We see absolutely everyone of them and Sam and I always message each other instantly saying look at this how great (laughs) so thanks please keep them coming yeah on those reviews you can review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify wherever you get uh, your podcasts and you can rate us on Facebook as well join the conversation guys and remember to hit that subscribe button exactly the more we're seen the better this podcast will do and the better we will be for you 
And so that's it for this week. Until next time, keep your mom game strong. For more on today's show, please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizer.co.za or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. If you want something a little more personal, email us at info at thegreatequalizer.co.za and we'll get back to you.